Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Hey, this morning, we have a very special guest. I don't want to take any more time. He really doesn't need an introduction because he really is family, not a guest. Uh, He lives in Katy, Texas, so he was able to drive up this morning. He got up really extra early to come and be here and at what I would call our Tree of Life Studios, also known as our sanctuary currently, and to come and bring a word that God put on his heart for you. So I, I I want you to welcome into your home, and I want you to welcome the word of God into your heart. So let's give a big emoji clap or lit or praise hands welcome. Welcome to Pastor Daniel Eric Groves as he comes to bring the word today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Don. Hey, do the same thing. Give like the like the confetti emoji, fire, whatever, just for Pastor Don right now, right there at home. Comment, yay. Do something. Run around your build, run around your room in a snuggie, put your bowl of cereal down and do it. Guys, I'm so grateful to be hanging out with you guys today here at Tree of Life. And I want to echo Pastor Don's words. Would you give Tree of Life Worship, a huge hand for leading us into worship. I'm telling you, it's as if this room has 5,000 people in it because they truly are worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I pray that it translates, because this is the beautiful thing about the anointing of God, healing power, the presence of the living God. There's no distance in prayer. There's no distance in miracles. Heaven can touch earth right there in your living room, and you can just get caught in between. Can you just lift your hands right now, right where you're at? Father, today, We posture and position ourselves, 1 Peter 5, verse 6. We position ourselves under your mighty hand. You said that you would lift us up. So God, today, we position ourselves in a position of expectation because we know, God, the atmosphere of expectation is the breeding ground for miracles, for breakthrough, for healing, deliverance. God, there are people right now in the middle of this season, this pandemic, that are overtaken by addiction and struggles and strongholds. I'm here to declare over them today that if there's any area of your life that feels like there's no hope, then it's been under the influence of a lie. And the one who can break every shackle, every chain and restore and heal today is Jesus. Jesus, the name above every name. The mountains still bow down, oceans still roar at the sound of his name. And I've got really great news for you. The name of Jesus will always be bigger than COVID-19. The name of Jesus will always be bigger than cancer and heart disease and diabetes and struggles and addiction and broken hearts and broken marriages. The name of Jesus is big enough and strong enough to handle anything you're going for. And I want you to know that he's fighting for you. That's what the Bible says in Exodus 14, 14. It says the Lord is fighting for you. You need only to be still. So we may be in the middle of this storm right now. We may not be able to get out of it. I've got great news for you. God can get right in the middle of it with you. So will you just give the Lord some praise right there where you're at? All right, get comfortable. Have a seat. Give my friend Orlando a hand. Thank you so much, Orlando, for playing. And Tree of Life, just worship is incredible. The whole team here is amazing. Uh, But I'm fired up, and I want to sit kind of comfortably and casually at this table today. For those of you who do not know and we haven't met yet, my name is Daniel Groves. I know Pastor Don gave me such a great introduction, but uh, I might be like a weird cousin, but I'm family. I've been coming for quite a few years and a little family update. So we were basing out of Ohio. Then we had a season that we were in South Carolina. My wife has roots near League City, and Miss Jessamy, Pastor Jessamy, uh, gave my wife a little necklace that's a Texas ne- necklace, and she's been wearing it now 
for a while, and she just she would just sit around and just rub it. She'd be like, mm-hmm, so when are we getting to Texas? And so we prayed, and we knew that our legacy move, our long-term move, was to move to Texas. So we are basing our ministry out of Houston, Texas. We live on the west side where Katie is. We base out of an amazing church that I have the privilege of serving at a church there called Hope City as the teaching pastor. Continue to travel all over the country to preach and lead worship. But we're family, and now we're only two and a half hours away, so don't be surprised if we show up at some uh, family reunions complaining about the potato salad. It's gonna happen. Um, So today, I wanna download a few things that I feel like the Holy Spirit has downloaded to me. I believe that if you'll just position yourself as a learner, the truth is there's a difference between being agreeable and being teachable. So I encourage you, take down notes. There's, There's a statistic done by Harvard Harvard Community College, not quite Harvard. They said if you take down notes that you have a retention rate of 35% in real time. If you take down notes and then go back and rewatch the archive, 90 to 95%. But if you're just a spectator, if you just sit there eating your lucky charms, like what's in it for me, you only have a retention rate in our humanity of about 5%. So position yourselves today as a learner. If somebody's next to you, elbow them and say, come on, take notes, come on. And if you're alone and you got a cat, just kind of nudge the cat, say, take, I'm gonna take notes. But today I believe God wants to download something to you ultimately to pass it on through you. I'm gonna give you some tools and nuggets and resources that I believe the Lord has given me and my wife in this season from the Holy Spirit. So let me give you a verse so you don't think it's just my opinion. Uh, John 14, 26 says that Jesus, before he ascended to sit at the right hand of the Father, he left the Holy Spirit here as our comforter, as our helper who helps. I believe in this season, the Lord has been trying to get our attention. And here's here's just a side note. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. And maybe in his silence, you haven't heard him like you used to. In his silence, I think in our humanity, we misinterpret it as he's absent, but that's not the truth. Maybe it's a nudge, uh, an intuition moment, a gut feeling, but the Lord is always speaking. And so in this season, it is so key to be intentional with your time with Jesus. So I said this the last service, I've been getting up super early every morning and I do what I call a prayer walk. So anywhere between three and four miles, I get up and I walk. Some mornings I pray out loud. Some mornings I sing. Other mornings I walk in silence and just listen to the wind blowing through the leaves and the trees and the birds singing. And I just listen. Why? Because I'm practicing his presence. Because I want to be able to tune my ear to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit because he's always speaking. And sometimes life, which we can all agree we're going through it, right? Right now, we can all unanimously agree. Somebody at home has two hands and a foot lifted if you're walking through a storm because we're all going through this pandemic together. But this is Bible, y'all. John 16, Jesus said, in this life, you will have trials and sorrows of many kinds. He says, take heart. Another translation says, have joy because I have already overcome the world. The truth is, I said this in my prayer, we may not be able to get out of this, but how many of y'all are grateful that God can get in the middle of it with us? I am fired up today. Some of y'all are like, you're a little too fired up and it's translating like you're super charismatic. I've had a lot of coffee and I'm fired up because I believe that God in the rest of our days that God has ordained for our lives truly will be the best of our days. Before we jump into anything else, I wanna honor two people if you're part of the tree family, I want to honor your pastors today. Pastors Donna, Jessamy, Duncan. Right now, will you just give a clap, high five, the fire emoji? The, yes, amazing. I've got a smatter of 
hand claps in the room, but I love your pastors. We're not only friends, but Jessamy said it in the beginning, we're also family, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to come and give Pastor Don a weekend off and spend some time pouring into the house. But I want you to write this down if you're taking down notes. Something that the Lord really began to stir in Jackie and I at the very beginning of this pandemic was to not allow the waiting season to be a wasted season. So write that down if you're taking down notes. Don't allow this waiting season to be a wasted season. There's two people, two types of approaches. There's the, I'm gonna survive this season so I can get back to normal, or I'm gonna thrive in this season and not be in a rush to go back to the normalcy that I once lived. But I wanna see what God wants to do in my life now. You know, there's a reason why your windshield is bigger than your rearview mirror, because God is far more interested in your future than he is your past. So don't allow this waiting season to be a wasted season. So let me go to the Bible so you don't think it's my opinion. Some of y'all are like, I don't trust you in your members only jacket. Just give me a minute. Listen, we've all felt, we've all felt the, the heaviness of this season. We've all had challenges. My male modeling career has pretty much come to a massive halt. Uh, it was terrible before the pandemic and now it just doesn't exist. Come on, you can laugh. It's okay. All right, so this is what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Now, I'm reading out of the Amplified because I love the way it captures this verse. It says this, but those who wait. Now, pause. Instantly, you're like, wait, ah. Uh, that means I have to be patient. Let me, a little side note, that's something the Lord has been dealing with me on in this season. So I run 120 mile an hour. I'm an A-type personality. I'm a morning person. I'm a night person. I just, my, I flip on the switch. I don't need coffee, but I drink it because coffee is my favorite color. But I just go 120 mile an hour. And the truth is the Lord in this season has been trying to download patience to me. Man, you need to slow up. You need to pull the reins back a little bit. You need to be patient. We live in a culture now that it's drive-through mentality. It's instant gratification. If you want an answer, you can ask Siri. If you want it, you can go to Google. You can pull up to a restaurant and be like, I'm not walking in. Forget that. I'll go through the drive-through. I'm not walking for anybody. That is literally the society we live in now. Right now, we got a lot of to-go food. I get that. But in the old life, throwback Thursday, some of you, you're you won't go somewhere unless it was a drive-thru. Come on, wave at me if that's, I know you can comment. That's you, say that's me. But the truth is, I believe in this waiting season, God has been trying to unlock some things in our lives. And I believe one of them is patience. Those that wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him. Watch this. Man, this fires me up. It says, they will gain new strength. Brand new strength. Not recycled, not refurbished, not from yesterday. You don't have to borrow it from tomorrow. God has ordained great grace, Acts 4.33, great grace, new mercies, and new strength for you right now to take on this day. Single mama, to take on this day. Homeschool parents, my God, how many of y'all are loving this? New strength, say new strength out loud right now. New strength, brand new supernatural strength. And when you position yourself in the waiting, when you position yourself in the position of expectation, when you posture yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will unlock new strength. Man, that's, that's good. Somebody should say amen. Come on, that's good. And then it goes on and says, and he will renew. He will renew their power. You know the word renew literally means to reset, to restart, to begin again. Some of you maybe have been laid off. Maybe you're furloughed right now. 
Maybe you have no clue what you're gonna do. Maybe your bank account is not reflecting what you know it needs to reflect. Maybe right now you're in the middle of the lowest valley you have ever been in. And here's the truth. All of us love mountaintop moments, but a lot of time deep revelation and deep insights come in the valley. A lot of times when you posture and position yourself in a position that says, God, I am in the lowest spot I've ever been, but I refuse to let this be a wasted season. And if you brought me to it, then you must be going to bring me through it. And if I'm going to go through it, then my choice is to grow through it. The Bible says in John 15, verse five, I'm the vine, that's him. You're the branches, that's us. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. We love that verse, flip the page. It says, if you remain in me, it's because it's a choice. In this season of waiting, have you just dismissed the presence of God? Or are you the other person that prayer used to be the glass box on the wall that said break in case of emergency and now you're in his presence and now you're spending time in his word and you're waking up early and spend, listen, don't let that just be a temporary moment. Make permanent decisions in this temporary season to grow in the things of God. But it goes on and says this, they will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. I believe in this season of what used to be instant gratification. There's a massive difference between something that takes time and something that's instant. My mama makes, and she learned it from my grandma, makes the authentic, like you got to whisk it, banana pudding. Come on. Where's all my real dessert makers? Now, nowadays in my generation and my kids, what they think banana pudding is, is a box with the powder and the Necco wafers and chop up some bananas and be like, there you go, eat it. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's super delicious. I also like Hot Pockets. It is what it is. But there's also something about that, that, that recipe that takes time. It's a massive difference between a baked potato in a microwave and a baked potato that's been slow baked in an oven. Come on, somebody. In this season, I'm telling you, I have been grilling out. I've been eating all my quarantine snacks. I've been gaining weight like I'm trying to gain a movie role. I, listen, but the truth is in this season, there's something about I marinate steaks, I'm marinating things because there's something about things taking time. I believe in this refining season, God is trying to break some things off of us. He's kind of trying to shape and refine us in some areas that maybe because of the busyness and the distractions of life, everything has been instant gratification and God's saying, slow down, grow in this waiting season. Look for me in this waiting season. Lean on my promises. And I've got great news for you today. God's promises don't have expiration dates. You can write that down. You can put it on a sticky note on your mirror. God's promises don't have expiration dates. Whatever he spoke to you, his promises are yes and amen. That business idea, hope for your marriage, that addiction breaking off of your family member, if he said it and it's according to his will and according to his word, which I'll give you some verses to back that as well, his promises are yes and amen and they don't have expiration dates. Here's the other amazing thing about the promises of God in this season. You can lean on the promises of God and they won't break. When you lean on the promises of God, you can't break them. His promises are reinforced with his word. So in this season, I've been speaking life. Job twenty two twenty eight. I've been decreeing a thing and it's being established in my home. 
I've been decreeing a thing and declaring good things over my kids, good things over their future, good things over our family. So you can speak, I don't think you understand. When it rains, it pours. Everything in my life is terrible. I've gotten hit the hardest. Or you can say, hey God, if I put this in your hands and I put everything in your hands, then eventually I'll see your hand in everything in my life. First Peter 5, 7, I'm gonna cast my cares on you. The Amplified Version says, all my concerns, all my anxiety, everything, I'm gonna put it all in your hands because the truth is when I put it in your hands, you're big enough and strong enough to handle it. My wife and I decided to stop talking about how big this storm is and to start talking to our storm about how big our God is. So right now, our God is big enough to provide all your needs, Philippians 4.19. Our God is big enough to heal your body, Isaiah 58.8. Our God is big enough to give you strength, Philippians 4.13. Our God is big enough to provide all your needs, Philippians 4.19 and Luke 2.52. Favor is on your life. When you stand on the word and you spend time in his presence and you speak his word, this waiting season does not have to be a wasted season. Type in the comments, amen. Come on, I'm preaching better than I'm seeing in the comments. Come on, type it in. I, um, I had a moment last year. I preached at this church in the Poconos, Poconos, PA. And I'm preaching all these services. I think I was on service number five. And I went back to my room and I preached all these services, but I also looked at my calendar of things once I landed back in Houston of everything I had to accomplish over the next 30 days. And I've been wearing this rubber band around my wrist for the past couple of years. And uh, whenever I feel stretched, I start stretching it like this. And I don't let go of it like, oh Lord, this is not self-medicating. I I literally pull it uh, because I wanna remind myself of something the Lord showed me. He showed me that a rubber band is only valuable when it's stretched. It serves no purpose just sitting in a drawer. But the value of a rubber band is when it's used for the purpose, which is to be stretched. And the Lord said, the stretching that you're going through, y'all, the stretching we're walking through right now is the body of Christ. Y'all listen, I don't doubt him because I know too much about him. And when you read Genesis to Revelation, you realize at the end of this thing, we win. The presence of the living God is with you. He's with us. We're not just singing the song, the blessing to sing it. He really is with you. Exodus 14, 14, he really is fighting for you. First Chronicles 14, 11, when David was outnumbered and the God of the breakthrough showed up and scattered his enemies, the same God of the breakthrough is with you now. The stretching is not designed to break you. The stretching is actually designed to slingshot you. You know, physics behind this stretching, if I pull this out of a drawer, the moment I stretch it, stretch it, the physics says it never goes back to the original shape or design. The truth is when God begins to stretch you, and you position yourself to receive that stretching. Because I listen, I've needed more wisdom, clarity, joy. I've needed more favor. I've needed more peace. I've needed more fight and perseverance and diligence. I've needed more courage and confidence. I've needed it all in this season. And when you stretch everything you need, God makes room in the stretching to fill you up. Because here's the truth. You've heard me preach before. You've heard me say this. God is not a forcer. He'll never force himself on you. That's why this waiting season could be a wasted season if you allow it to be. He's not a forcer, but I'm telling you, if you'll make room, he's a filler and he'll fill every single time. So allow the stretching in your life to grow you and shape you for the next season because the rest of your days really are the best of your days. All right, if you're taking down notes, I want you to write this down. Write this down. Number one, go back to what the father told you last. Write that down. Number one, 
go back to what the Father told you last. Okay, what are you talking about? So the Lord speaks to me in life scenarios. I quoted John 14, 26 a moment ago. The Bible says in Matthew 6, seeking first, seek first the kingdom of God. That means above all else. That means your priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. First John 5, 14 says this, this is the confidence we have when approaching God that anything we ask according to his will, he hears us. So uh, we had a moment right at the beginning of the pandemic I went from traveling 26 weekends a year and being home 26 to literally my schedule being done. Thank God for your pastors that said, hey, why don't you drive over and preach for us? And I said, amen, and I came over. But my schedule pretty much to the end of the year canceled on me. So I've been home. So I've been grilling all the time. That's why I've been doing a lot of the honeydew lists. All the, all the wives say, amen. I got, my wife's like, honey, I need you to complete this list during the pandemic. So I've been, I've been trying my best to get it done. And Jackie, if you're watching right now, I love you. I'll be home later today and I'm, I'll get back to painting, okay? All right, amen, I'm painting. Okay, so not painting like a mural, like, like painting, like the house. Anyways, moving on. So I was teaching my kids how to do some extra brave things in the pool with my three-year-old. And by the way, the last time uh, I came, I think it was at the end of 18, uh, we had three kids in March 23rd of 19, we had our fourth baby. Some of y'all are like, are you Amish? No, we just, we just love having babies. So we got four kids, we had an 11-year-old, nine-year-old, three-year-old, and one-year-old. My three-year-old, I've been teaching to be a little bit more brave. So she has her floaties on and I've been teaching her, baby, if you, never, if you don't have your floaties on and you fall in the pool, what are you gonna do? She said, I'm gonna kick. I said, right, you're gonna kick. And then what are you gonna do? She said, I'm gonna hold my breath. I'm like, yeah, but you're gonna hold your breath first. She said, oh, I'm gonna hold my breath first. Right, you're gonna hold your breath first. And then what? She's gonna like, puppy paddle. It's like, okay, you're gonna, I say doggy paddle. She said puppy paddle. You're gonna hold your breath, you're gonna kick, and you're gonna puppy paddle, right? She said, yes. I said, what are you gonna do? She said, I want a snack. I'm like, lock in, look at me in the eyes. What are you gonna do? Why? Because I want her to know her father's voice. I want her to remember the last thing I said just in case I'm not there. Y'all, it was like I was prophesying it. About two hours later when we were all done, we had gotten out of the pool. My oldest son, Brecken, had gotten hurt and he was off to the side and I was trying to console him and talk to him. I had Daphne by me, but I had taken off her floaties and she was standing there off to the side and she ended up coming around me and falling in the deep end and I didn't know it. I was distracted by life. See, some of you, fell in the deep end without your floaties during this pandemic. We couldn't premeditate it, pre-plan it. We couldn't pre-pray through it. It just ended up a sucker punch from the enemy. I'm looking around, where's Daphne? I run over and at the deep end of the pool, she's at the bottom with her eyes open, looking at me. And she did what her father said last. She had her breath held. She was puppy dog paddling, kicking her little feet. She wasn't going anywhere. She was at the bottom. And her dad reached down in and rescued her. I believe we're just moments away from the good, good father reaching in and pulling us up out of this valley. But the truth is, we have to go back to the last thing he told us. Get in my presence. Know my word. Because what fills, spills. And when you're squeezed in life, and some of you know this firsthand, when you're squeezed in life, what comes out of you is what's actually hidden inside of you. So if fear and anxiety and panic attacks and concern have been what's coming out of you, you need to replace it with worship. Because when you turn your worship into, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you flip it and turn your worry into worship, God will ultimately turn your battle 
to a breakthrough. Some of you need to replace your worry, turn on some worship. Go back and watch Tree of Life worship. Turn on some Elevation worship. Turn on Pastor Don's preaching. Get in his presence. Do what the Father told you last. I rescued Daphne and pulled her up and she was freaking out and concerned, very much like we are in this pandemic. And I said, baby, I'm so proud of you. You held your breath. She said, and a puppy dog paddled. I said, you puppy dog paddled and you were kicking. You weren't going anywhere, but you were there. Some of us are at the bottom of the pool feeling like we're not going anywhere. And the hand of God is reaching in and rescuing us, rescuing that marriage, rescuing that broken place. And just because it's felt delayed does not mean it's denied. The hand of God is still at work. So number one, go back to what the father told you last. Number two, your finest hour might not be your favorite hour. We all love the mountaintop moments. This is our highlight reel. This is shouting from the rooftops all that God has done when your bank account looked better, when things seemed to be working out for you. But in these valley moments, we can either curl up in the corner and say, why me? Or we can say, no, my finest hour may not be my favorite hour, but I'm going to lean on your promises and I'm going to trust that you've got my back and that you are faithful. Amen. Write that down. My finest hour may not be my favorite hour. But in this season, I believe God is putting a fresh wind behind your sail. I believe creativity is being unlocked. I believe new businesses are being birthed. I believe restoration is happening in marriages and families. They said pre-pandemic, the average family of four spent about 15 minutes a week actually socializing and eating together. Now families are eating every night together. They're, they're hanging out and talking and playing games. Families are home. Some of it feels forced. Some of y'all that are homeschooling, you're like, it's very forced. It's very forced. It's very, there's a meme my wife sent me the other day. This SUV pulling up, doors opening, backpacks throwing out in the yard, kids falling out in the grass, and the mom taking off. Like <laughs> First day of school. Some of you are like, I, that's where I'm at. But the truth is we've actually grown in this season. If you align yourself and say, God, teach me. Pull out weeds where there has been Weeds smothering out the good fruit in my life because when you pull out a weed, it makes room for seed and that seed can produce an amazing harvest in your life and in your family. We're all having to wear masks right now. I went to HEB the other day, which by the way, HEB is next level. I did not know HEB was so amazing until I moved to Texas. Uh, Kroger was what I grew up in in Ohio. So when I moved here, I was diehard. I'm like, I'm going to Kroger. And people are like, you're going to start going to HEB. It's like the Disneyland of grocery stores. I'm like, you, I'm loyal to Kroger. And I went to HEB and I'm sold. It's amazing. But I was at HGB the other day and I never dreamed that I'd be in a season where I'd risk my life to go out and get a box of Pop-Tarts, but this is where we're at. So I'm wearing a mask and I said something to this lady and she was like, oh, that's so funny. And I couldn't tell if she really thought it was funny because she's like, I'm laughing hysterically. And I'm like, I, I can't tell, like move your eyes or something. Like I can't tell because we're all behind these masks. There's someone that we shouldn't hide behind though. There's someone that we should let our guard down. There's someone that we should posture, posture and position ourselves. And if we're going to choose to be something, we should choose to be authentic in his presence. That's God. I believe in this season, God's saying, take off the masks, take off the facade, surrender those dreams, surrender those things to me. Let me breathe new life. Let me renew your power. Let me give you new strength. Because here's the truth. Number three, write this down. 
in this season, God won't use who you pretend to be. And I even think beyond this season, he can't use who you pretend to be because he knows the real you. He knows the assignment, the call, the anointing he's placed on your life. Do you realize there's people's lives attached to your destiny? And if the enemy knows if he can rip you off, if he can keep you bound and struggling, if he can cause this season to be a wasted season, he not only rips you off, but he rips all the people off that are connected to your purpose. So take off the mask. The CDC is recommending we wear masks. Keep on wearing them. But in the presence of God, take off your masks because God can't use who you pretend to be. God wants you to be authentic. And the last thing, we need to live open-handed in this season. We need to, John chapter three, verse 30, let him increase as we decrease and say, God, pull anything out of my life. Remove toxic relationships, toxic thinking. God, forgive me for things I've watched. Forgive me for things I've said. Remove any weeds in my life that's trying to clamp off or crimp off access to your life. John 15, five, the vine, God, anything that's trying to smother out the good fruit, I live open-handed because here's the truth. God can't bless and won't bless what you refuse to release. This is a season that could be wasted if we hold on to everything. The truth is God's saying, release what's in your hands and I'll begin to release what's in mine. I believe God's been trying to unlock some amazing things in our lives. And here's the last part and we're gonna end. Not one time in the Bible throughout this pandemic, this crisis, this chaos, this quarantine, stay at home. Not one time have you read in the Bible, hey, just really worry about this. I mean, stress about it. I wanna challenge you and encourage you over the next, next few months. Stop reading the news and checking the word and start checking the news and reading the word. I feel like in our humanity, we flipped it. We check the Bible, we do 15 minutes and then we watch the news and we try to see what's happening all of the time. Flip that, start getting in the word and just check the news. But I feel like in this season, We've been stressing and anxiety and depression and fear is an all-time high. And as believers, as sons and daughters of God, we recognize that fear tolerated is actually faith contaminated. It'll muddy the waters of your ability to hear the things of God. Not one time does it say, stress over it, wear this heaviness, really put on this burden and take it on yourself. It doesn't say that. But this is actually what it says in Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come, I love this, and settle you down. Just, just close your eyes and just say, settle me down. Come on, just, I need to settle down. If you get your husband or spouse, wife next to you, just say, settle down. Come on, not tap them on the shoulder and say, just settle down. It'll say, settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the, at the center of your life. When Christ reroutes that worry, because when we posture ourselves and position ourselves under his mighty hand, worry is eradicated, fear is eradicated, and life begins to take precedent because light always trumps darkness. I said it a moment ago, turn your worry, turn your stress, turn your fear into worship, and God will turn this battle into a breakthrough. The other thing, and I didn't say this last service, but I feel like I need to say it for somebody here. The other thing I believe this season has been a, a pro, a positive in, is I believe there's been some healing from some old wounds, from some old hurts. Maybe you've been putting a Band-Aid where there needed to be supernatural stitches. 
Maybe you've been holding on to some pain as a young kid and you've been carrying it into your life now. And maybe you've been wearing a tag that says damaged goods or fragile. And maybe right now you're walking through a situation where you say, Pastor Daniel, my marriage is a mess. My family is broken. If God's in the middle of it, it's not over. I believe that if you'll get healing in this season, God can, God can unlock supernatural breakthrough in your life. But if you don't get healing in this season, you'll continue to bleed on other people that did not cut you. So you'll get out of this season and just continue to bleed on other people that didn't cut you. This season will magnify old hurts and wounds. So my challenge for you today is to lay him at his feet. My challenge for you today is to put them in his hands. And God, right now, we posture ourselves as sons and daughters to 1 Peter 5, 7, to truly place these hurts, wounds, old pains, old broken places. We, we choose to put them in your hands. And then we, we take on this challenge in this pandemic. We take on this challenge in this waiting season to place it in your hands. And then my challenge to you at home watching right now is to stop monitoring the things you've placed in his hands and recognize that he's big enough to fix it. He's big enough to heal it. I'm gonna pray for you right now. And if you're here today and you say, hey, Pastor Daniel, wow, I needed this because the truth is I have been allowing this waiting season to be a wasted season. I haven't been living open-handed. I haven't been casting my cares on the Lord. Truth is, I haven't been guarding my tongue. So here's another challenge for you. From this moment on, start thinking twice and speaking once. If it doesn't edify, if it doesn't change the atmosphere, because we have two options. We can be a thermostat and tell the temperature. We can, be a, we can be a thermostat and actually change the temperature. A thermometer, did I say that wrong? A thermometer tells the temperature. A thermostat changes the temperature. You have the ability to change the atmosphere when you walk into a room. Dads, I want to encourage you. Have joy in the middle of this. Let the most important thing in your life be what's in front of you. Don't worry about all the emails and all the stuff that's consuming you right now. You may never get this season back. I've been being really intentional with my kids because I've missed out a lot of moments because I travel so much. So I'm just taking time to look in their eyes and actually have conversations with them. I want to be an atmosphere changer. I want to get healed from some things that maybe I haven't let go of. I want God to renew and reset and restore some things and begin again some things so that I can come out on the other side of this and not rush back to my old normal, but be excited, Psalms 139, about the new normal, things that God wants to do in my new season. Come on right now, will you just lift your hands towards heaven open-handed right now? God, there are people right now that need a, a refresh. They need a restart. They need a begin again moment. They need a rejuvenation moment. They need a moment, God, that says, I've been allowing this waiting season to really be a wasted season. But from this moment on, I'm gonna pull out these weeds so that I can make room for seed. So that on the other side of this pandemic, on the other side of this craziness, I can shout from the rooftops, in the valley, I felt strong clarity. In the valley, I got insight to my next. God, I pray right now for those who are struggling, those that are hurting, those financially that are up against a wall, those that don't know what's next. God, I pray right now, Lord, that they would be encouraged today, knowing that Acts 4.33 belongs to them, that great grace is on them, great favor is on them, doors are swinging open for them. 
new opportunities and raises and increase and promotion is coming to their home. That a year from now, they can brag and boast on you. It looked like it was over. It looked like it was falling apart, but the truth is because God's hand was moving in my life, it wasn't falling apart, it was actually falling into place. God, I pray today for healing power. God, the diagnoses are gonna reverse. The sickness and disease is leaving homes. I pray right now, God, for restoration in marriages, that you're breathing new life into families. I pray right now, God, that addiction is breaking off. They say that addiction is at an all-time high. God, I pray that people would surrender nicotine today. They will lay down alcoholism today. They will lay down uh, um, prescription drug struggles and drug abuse issues today. They will lay down rage and anger issues. They will lay down sexual problems. They would surrender it all, roll it over on you. God, I pray right now for breakthrough. I pray that the peace of God would overtake their homes. I pray, God, that right now, God, that restless anxiety, God, that panic attacks and depression is lifting off now. No more sleepless nights. No more rate, no more waking up at two or three in the morning with their hearts racing, but God, they would wake up refreshed knowing that you've got their backs, knowing that you're fighting for them. God, I speak the greatest blessing that biblical theologians believe is the greatest biblical blessing in the Bible. In Numbers chapter six, verse 24 through 26, it says, may the Lord bless you. There's increase in this. May the Lord keep you. There's protection in this. May he make his face to shine upon you. There's mercy. There's comfort. There's peace in this. It says, may he be gracious to you. The word gracious literally means that he would turn his favor towards you, that there would be favor unlocked in you. And then it goes on, it says, and may his face turn, his countenance turn. Literally, it's as if God It's like when my kids say daddy and I say yes and I turn towards them. They instantly have my attention. They instantly have my favor. It says that may he turn his countenance towards you. The hand of the living God is turning his countenance towards you. There's freedom in that. There's breakthrough in that. There's deliverance in that. There's restoration in that. And at the very end, just with our hands lifted, it says that may he give you peace. God, I pray today that this waiting season won't be a wasted season, that your hand is unlocking new potential, unlocking purpose, revealing the assignment, bringing miracles and breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.